You're listening to The Camel Cast. We're your hosts, Jackie Smith and Lisa Vogley. Hello, Camel fans. How are we doing? Welcome to The Camel Cast. I am your host, Jackie Smith, here with my co host, Lisa Vogley. How are we doing, Lisa? Hey, girl. Hey. P-G-I-F. Sun is yeah. shining and it's 80 degrees and I'm in a tank top. How are you yeah. living? Loving You're life. You're in a flannel. I'm my flannel my... That's right, baby. <laughs> Rocking my flannel. As if always. If anybody listened to our Jim Ward podcast, you will get our flannel aid reference and why we named ourselves that is because Jackie is rocking a flannel right now. How are you in a flannel and I'm in a tank top sweating to death? Uh, I, I have no idea. That's the story of our lives. I, All right. Hot and cold, baby. Hot and cold. There you go. You're the yin to my yang. <laughs> this week, uh, we're rocking and moving. Can you believe that it's going to be October next week? No. This is absolutely insane. So let's close out. Uh, some people are calling it what? Slim down September. I say super September. But uh, let's close it out with a bang. So let's tell our listeners who we got. Jackie, fill them in. Yeah, uh, this week we have our women's ice hockey coach, Kristen Steele, joining us today. So excited and and can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to to chat with us a little bit today. We're bringing the energy for you, Coach Steele. So uh, thanks for joining. Happy to be here. Happy to be here and finish the week strong. Love it. Love it. So, uh, Coach Steele, can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your experience and, and how you got here at Con? I'll try to make it really short, uh, <laughs> but I have uh, been at Connecticut College now. This is my 20th year, um, so we've run out of fingers and toes at this point in time. Um, is that a silver, a gold? Like, do we get you toilet paper? <laughs> like, what is it, 20th I'll anniversary? let you know when I start getting the gifts. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I've been at Con for 20 years and really enjoyed uh, growing a program from close to the start uh, of the program's inception. Um, but I came here from Niagara University where I had an opportunity to build a brand new program there. Um, and prior to that, I was at Colgate University um, for their first year with varsity status. So pretty cool um, to have had a hand building a number of programs and um, and definitely something that I've enjoyed um, over the years. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, you did. Uh, you have some ridiculous uh, things that you've done in your past and you've you've shortened that up to like 30 seconds. That was impressive. <laughs> Do you want to tell our friends where you played and where you got your you were like a three-star athlete in college. Like, tell the world. Let's go. Don't yeah. be so humble. Come on. Well, only two sports in college. Sorry. Oh, uh, only two. Three, only two. Three sports, three sports in high school. So I definitely am um, all for the, the multi-sport athlete. Um, uh, some experience in, in hockey and soccer, uh, as well as uh, softball in high school, and then uh, hockey and softball in college at the University of Maine. Um, so uh, softball in Maine is tough. Um, <laughs> hockey is a little bit easier, um, but really enjoyed both of them and, and grateful for that experience. At what point in your softball season did you actually get outside to play softball in Maine? Uh, when we went to Florida, uh, for two weeks and then when we went to South Carolina for a week and then when we went and then you know right before the season ended um, 
uh, <laughs> we would play in just about anything and would beg the other team to stay with us uh, <laughs> because if it wasn't a blizzard. Um, but we, ha we had a good time. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So can you uh, talk to us a little bit about, you've been here 20 years and what a world we're living in now. Um, Jackie and I are still the rookies, even though today a recruit mentioned I've been here four years, going on four. Jackie, you're going on three. Um, but Coach Steele, can you tell us how your team is doing? Um, as our listeners know, they are aware that Connecticut College is shaken and grooving with students back on campus. But how is your team doing? How are they adjusting to being back after being gone for so long? Fill us in. How's women's ice hockey trucking along? Yeah, I think um, our group is definitely happy to be back um, it, with a close team. I think just the chance to be together again, um, albeit in a different way, uh, is is really they're really appreciating it. Um, I think learning, like everybody else, kind of the new the new rules of what you can and can't do and how some changes need to be made um, has uh, keeps everybody kind of on their toes um, trying to figure things out. But as we are doing better as a campus um, and have all of our testing in and being able to, to move forward, uh, we're able, we're able to do some more things as a team now. Um, I think starting to do our workouts, you know, last week with uh, Annalise, our strength coach, has been something that they've all um, really enjoyed and, and makes them feel much more like they're back at it as athletes. Yeah. Uh, and I think when we're able, shooting for October 15th to get back on the ice, um, that's definitely, you know, like a holiday feel for our group. Um, just to be able to get back doing what we love to do and um, kind of forget a little bit about some of the restrictions. Um, you know, I think, I think that's been good. And we'll, we'll just kind of keep something to look forward to. And I know for myself, I want to coach. So I want an opportunity to get back and, and, uh, and just do what we do and, and enjoy um, getting a little bit better each day um, and enjoy having the time with each other. Cool. Sure. So 20 years at the same school is, uh, is awesome and super impressive, but you know, clearly you've, you've probably seen the school go through a ton of changes, you know, in, in your time here, which is, you know, such a cool thing to be able to talk about and, and, and reflect on. And I think, particularly right now, um, not only are we dealing with the pandemic, but, you know, all the social justice movement um, that's going on across the country um, is, is hitting home here at Connecticut College. And I think there's, the conversation has started, there's been initiatives that have started up. And, you know, I'm just curious, as you reflect on that, you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing on campus and some of your thoughts um, in regards to that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been, it was a heavy summer all around. And uh, with the pandemic, um, with uh, the social justice 
issues that have not popped up, but have moved to the forefront. Um, I think that the lift has, uh, has been heavy. Um, just kind of thinking about, about all the different pieces and how they're not easily fixable. Um, and now they're right out at the forefront. Um, so I think that the, the good news is that um, there's been some real good um, steps taken from the starting line um, to have these conversations be at the forefront, you know, in regards to social justice. Every day you turn on the television and there's, there's something new to kind of um, make you think in different ways or to make you frustrated or angry. And I hope, I think, I hope that people are more interested in having the conversations across the board, which um, can only help. And I think we all kind of sit in, in different places. I coach a very white sport. Um, and, and I can tell you that even though I've been coaching a really long time, I can count on 10 fingers how many um, black student athletes we've had on our team. I can tell you that I played with one. Um, so it's something that, that uh, and in college hockey right now, there's only one black head coach in the women's game. And, and so those are all things that I think we're thinking about and talking about, which is great. And, and, and now we have to start thinking about how we can move some things forward and how um, even as a sport where there are not as many people of color involved, what we can do both to increase those numbers um, and also to support um, those that are in the game already, because I think that you can't lose the ones you already have and you want everybody to feel that support while you're trying to add. Um, and I think it's a conversation that, that we have not had and we now realize how much we need to have it. Um, and I think on campus, it's encouraging. There have been, um, it's much more at the forefront now, the social justice issues, both because of, of the uh, po political climate and because of the, the events um, and the tragedies this summer and, be and also because we're in a pandemic and some things have stopped a little bit and uh, in some ways provided us more time for the conversation. So I like to think of those things, that as a positive that we can get out of, of the pandemic. For sure. Yeah, I've been I've been talking about that a lot. Like there's some silver lining to uh to some of the issues with the pandemic and I think bringing this conversation to the forefront is is one of those things. Yes. Um I I talk to you about this all the time. You know, I feel like you're somebody I I go to a lot to to talk about some of these issues and and you know, get things off my chest. Um and one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot is having the conversation within recruiting. Um, and making that, you know, being really um, uh, intentional with our recruiting and, and making sure it's at the forefront of not just what the college is doing, but what we're doing as coaches in, with regards to recruiting and, um, 
I think you do a phenomenal job of recruiting. Um, and you've taught me a ton in just my three years of, of knowing you actually, it's only really been two and a half, I think at this point. Um, Feels like more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and so there's, there's just a lot, a lot going on with regards to recruiting. And I, you know, again, I just, I really value your kind of philosophy to, to that and your style of recruiting. So can you, can you touch on that a little bit and just like what's been going on? I mean, we've been throwing a bit of a curveball with the pandemic um, and some of the NESCAC regulations, but you know, how is it going for you with the recruiting piece and, and what's the, what's your secret, I guess. What's tell us the secret. <laughs> the secret. <laughs> I don't know if I have a secret. The secret sauce. I mean, so for us, uh, our recruiting is all about bringing people to Connecticut College that both fit um, our style of play, um, but also we want people for whom Connecticut College is absolutely the place that they want to be. Here, here. and um, because it just doesn't, it doesn't work the other way, in my opinion. Like uh, if, if Connecticut College isn't at the top of the list, potentially the, the locker room becomes an issue because if you don't really want to be here in the first place, it makes it hard to get in and feel good about being in that team environment. Um, everybody has to want to be here and um and and want to make it work and if it's a second third fourth choice then maybe the buy-in isn't quite there the style of play for us um we play a really fast game and um and we like the corners so if somebody isn't interested in that style of play it also makes it really hard um, to convince somebody that this is the way to do it so we try to go out and look for the people that fit our, our style and it, and it overall works pretty well for us. The secret sauce is our team um, and how they get along in the locker room and on the ice and look out for each other. I think that once people see that the, the interactions from the people on our team, um, they often want to be part of it. And so that's a special thing for me i think that the student athletes know a lot more than the coaches about what goes on on campus and so if we're able to have students hear from them prospective students hear from them then we're able oftentimes to get them to want to join us Um, so that's what works for us what's been really hard for me and recruiting during the pandemic is I really love recruiting and I love getting out and watching games. And since we have not been allowed to get out and watch games, um, it's, it's a hole in my schedule for sure. I have all these weekends now, um, <laughs> but it's something that I really miss. And, and you see a lot when you're on site, whether it's at camps or, or at tournaments, et cetera, you see, how people can interact on the bench, how they are with officials, how they are with their parents in the lobby or with teammates in the lobby. Um, and when you can only watch on video, you just, you're missing a lot. So what's been helpful for me is to rely a lot on the um, 
club and school coaches that I have long relationships with. And, you know, with, uh, I think that, you know, I'm hearing from kids who thought they were set and then have lost their spot because of, um, you know, coaches are all of a sudden learning that, that, you know, a bunch of their students are deferring or taking the year off. So they no longer have the spots open that they thought they had. Is this more um, in D1 or D3 too? It's both. Yeah, it's both. I think that the difference is, is that D1, some of the, you know, involves scholarships, you know, but I'm getting desperate calls more from coaches, I think, than from students, but coaches who are trying to place kids who thought that they were set. And I think it's just important that people take a little bit of a breath and realize that they might have to tweak some of what they were thinking, but they can do it and they have time and, and everybody's in that same boat. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of people whose, whose plans kind of get turned upside down a little bit. And so being open to talking with a lot of people and, and, um, and not putting all your eggs in one basket is, is important. And I think for the groups looking um, like the younger groups, the comment about uh, us calling coaches that, that we have relationships with um, those, some of the student athletes that have hopped around from program to program to program do not have the same relationships with their coaches. And so I can get less information from their coaches than I could for some other people who have maybe longer standing with their teams or better relationships with their coaches. So, and so if I'm watching a film and maybe I think one way or the other about a player, um, reaching out to those coaches that I have the relationships with can really um, allow me to work through what I'm seeing um, so if I see something, for instance, um, I don't see somebody, uh, closing up a gap in the corner the way I would like them to, the coach can tell me why that's happening or what they've seen an improvement from that person over the years that would maybe lead me to say, oh, we're on the right track here this has gotten a lot better over X amount of time and I can probably expect um, better moving forward or nope, coach, you're totally seeing it the right way. Um, this person doesn't, doesn't take care of those details. Um, so that's really helpful. It, it means um, that those, those coaches, the relationships you have with your high school or club coaches can have a really big impact. Um, and that's how I've tried to like get across kind of the not being able to go into the ranks and bridge that gap for the knowledge that I need. Um, so I have a question. Yeah. How many style of plays are like style of, you said you guys like the corners, you play fast. How many variances are there? Like, is there, there's probably slow. <laughs> Phenomenal question. Like how many Those are the other... non-hockey people, the slow. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I assumed, right? Um, like how many different very, yeah. like 
I guess, because well, that could be another hurdle yeah. that you have to get through in recruiting. You're, as you were saying, and as I'm listening, yeah. that if a kid doesn't buy into that style of play, so yeah. what other I mean, options are there? In every sport, right? You have kind of the mm-hmm. um, the the player who who is much more into systems. The player who plays somewhat, you know, guts hockey or gut lacrosse or whatever you know they they read and react um in a different way um so when i say we like to play fast uh we like to put multiple people on the puck and um we're much more aggressive than some other teams um we make a lot of mistakes because we play that way but because we play so fast and everybody commits to defense some a team may have to get through all five of our skaters more than once um so uh when we play fast like this everybody has to really be committed to playing as a team because they're going to be end up in different positions where um uh they're covering for somebody because of because of a mistake or because of a miss Mm-hmm. Um, other teams don't like playing against it because they imagine, have no yeah. time. They have no time to react. So, um, and I would say like a, a differing style would kind of be um, a much more tactical. Um, mm-hmm. So, I I call it slick and quick. <laughs> right? Um, we're not slick and quick. Right? We play hard and fast. And, uh, and, um, and it is different. So, um, I think it's more fun. It means that for us, we use a lot, we use everybody on our bench because Mm -hmm. you can't play the way we play without using everybody on our bench. So, um, I like to think that it helps also with the investment of the team as a whole, because they're going to play a part. Hmm. Solid. I dig it. Love that. Wait, slick and what? Slick and quick, slick baby. And quick. Slick and quick. I'm going to use these terms at five o'clock today. <laughs> uh, oh, I live for it. So are you done with recruiting 2021s? Are you moving into the phase of 2022s? Are you, what is your timeline? If you have recruits listening right now that they can grasp a little knowledge about where Coach Steele is at with her process, if you want to share. Uh, we are still looking for a couple players for next year. Um, we held off a little bit um, just because we didn't know how the pandemic would impact people's our the choices of our returning players um, to study remote, to take the year off, to defer um, how they wanted to handle that. And we always wanted to be really careful. Um, to not rush into things and then create numbers problems down the road. Um, so we took a little bit of a, of a wait and see approach. Um, I think we were fortunate because we have three seniors on our team. Um, so the, uh, the like fast and furious push maybe wasn't there that some others um, have had to have had to look at when they just need more people. Um, so I think that, you know, we could take the time and not really worry about it, it hurting us. 
Um, so we're still recruiting 21s and, and watching uh, and talking to 22s. Um, but I think that's kind of the nature of the beast. Like you're always working on multiple classes um, mm -hmm. in some form um, because if I'm watching a video sent to me by a 21 um, and, and there happens to be a 23 on the team, I'm going to be marking them um, and, and following up with those coaches. I'm watching the game anyway. I would do that live or if I was on video. So um, you never kind of know how people will fall into your lap. Yeah. Don't you love when you're getting emails from 23s and 24s? Yes. It is <laughs> a lot easier here um, in some ways. Every, every place that you recruit at is a little bit different. But when I was um, at Niagara University, we were um, starting, in, starting in September was going to be our first ever season. We were still recruiting for September in August um, and recruiting the next two classes. So when you would talk to somebody, you would actually have to do a recheck. Like when exactly mm -hmm. are you planning to start? Um, and so this is slightly easier. <laughs> um, that was, that was really interesting. Like we could have already started classes and be still recruiting. Whereas that's not the case here. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So every place, every place has a different rhythm. I love you got some good one liners. I'm like stealing all of these. I like that. <laughs> every, every place has a different rhythm. Rhythm. I like that. You could describe the rhythm of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what would it be? Mine would be EDM techno. 100%. 100%. Mine would be, what would mine be? Well, today you're in flannel, so country. <laughs> oh my God. So far from that. <laughs> oh, okay. I think we have now segued perfectly into... <laughs> rapid fire oh, rapid fire! we need like from nemo when that when they do the ring yes, of fire yes yes I'll, I'll work on the uh, you'll sound work on that jackie yeah. the ring of fire let's hit it you have a massive candy jar in your office i know that's why i can't come and visit you because i take about 15 pieces you have one choice one pull what is it out of that candy stash you got? Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. Solid. There you go. Favorite athlete or team? I think uh, right now I'm looking at, I watched the Connecticut Sun uh, a little bit and um, uh, <laughs> the Thomases, I just love the way they play off each other. Um, and the fact that it's Alyssa, right? That's that's fighting through those shoulder I, I knew you were going to mention that. That is, uh, <laughs> that is, she's been fighting these labrum issues and has to. Her foul shots look absolutely awful, but she just gets it done. Like mm -hmm. worse than Shaq. Um, she she oh, has yeah. two torn labrums in her shoulders, so she's like yeah. shot puts it because she yeah. can't lift her arm up. Oh my god. And she yeah. just dropped like a double double in their in their playoff yeah. game last night. Yeah, and she's she's a bold like she, she could play for our team, for sure. Hmm. I don't yeah. know if there's many sports that she couldn't play. To be honest yeah. with you, 
Yeah. If she didn't stop those, she would hurt herself even more <laughs> and probably kill somebody. Shout out to Annalise Rios, our strength conditioning coach, who's also a member on the Connecticut Sun staff. Yeah. Their strength conditioning coach. Shout out. Sunday, okay. game four, playing to get into the championship game. Go size. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that your weekends might be a little free or opened up now. So have you developed any new hobbies? <laughs> I don't have new hobbies, um, but um, I, <laughs> I have a wood-burning stove and that I heat most of my house with. So um, cutting and stacking wood is... Uh, is a chore that I that I enjoy that I have on the weekends. Yeah, I'll use Jackie's clothing. Um, then I'll look the part. Uh, but but I think everybody gets the picture when I'm carrying the axe. <laughs> That's epic. We How need to get you a flannel. Do you need to axe to heat your house? It's <laughs> a phenomenal question. Um, I like a chop. whole tree. Yeah, I chop about three cord of wood. Um, a year and uh, you know I think she has no idea what three quarter wood no, is. No, it's okay. Um, three quarters. No, cord. Oh. <laughs> cord. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of my uh, displaced farm girl thing going on. So uh, I'm a small town kid and we heated our house with wood and I didn't love stacking it all up then but I enjoy it now. Okay. Lisa, guess where she's from? Western Mass, baby. She, I know where she's from because I go recruiting there and it's Gill, Massachusetts. Got it. And um, a high school that, or your alma mater, your high school alma mater, yes. is where I sometimes go recruiting and I'm like, those hills, like trying to get from one game to the next, you miss half the game because you're walking up those hills. And uh, yeah, I learned when I was bashing those hills. Uh, Coach Steele goes, yeah, that's my hometown. <laughs> Foot in mouth. All right, let's keep this rapid going. Uh, any, when you were an athlete and even now as a coach, do you have any pregame superstitions that you do? I would love to hear now as a coach or if you have like a pump up jam or a song, like what is it? I do not have a pump up jam. I know that's totally surprising to both of you. Um, <laughs> I, so I always have a coffee that may or may not be something different than all the rest of the time, but um, I usually steal a little bit of time and sharpen a couple pairs of skates at some point during the day. Um, and it's just kind of a time when, when uh, people will just leave me alone because I'm working on the machine and, um, and it just kind of puts you in a zone a little bit. Um, as you get into a rhythm yeah so at first i thought you were gonna say sharpen pencils i was like oh that's like a new zen well <laughs> what's a pencil <laughs> <laughs> but sharpening skates that makes yeah. sense that another makes sense. another story for another day <laughs> yeah pencil All story right. so hobbies i'm going along the lines of that like what is a typical off day for you like what are your favorite things to do on off day when you're not coaching and you have a bit of a break whether you're in season or not yeah. Um, if, if I have a little bit of a break, um, or if I just need to get away, I, uh, I usually travel up to my, my folks in Western Mass and just kind of decompress a little bit out in the country. Um, 
and um, you know, see family. Uh, hopefully, one of my nieces or nephews is there, and um, and we can we can get out and maybe do a little bit of hiking or or just fool chop around. Wood. The farm. Mm, yeah, maybe sometimes chop wood. Um, maybe not with a niece or nephew. Maybe not. Um, but you know, I just kind of like getting out and seeing my family, and and it's uh, it's always. I always feel very grateful when I get that opportunity because sometimes there's just, you really have to make the opportunity during the season sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? I think anything that would get me from place to place quicker. So either flying or transporting, um, it would help with recruiting. I feel free to, I'd share it with you a little bit so you can get over some of those hills. <laughs> um, but. It would allow me to get to rink to rink from rink to rink quicker and, and then get home on the times where, where I'm looking for a little break. Yeah. All right. Last one. Three words that describe your coaching style to our listeners. Um, intense, passionate, and detail-oriented. Nice. Whoop, whoop, hollerations. All right. That was you good. Survived. You that survived. That was good. Kristen, this was awesome. Thank you so much for um, joining us again on the podcast. Lisa, another, yeah. another one down that we just crushed. You, you crushed it. Hit it out crushed of the park. It. Um, I love this. Love it. Live it. Everybody enjoy your weekend. It's a blast. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Humps up, camels. Yeah.